25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. FF 372 Y sticks and The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, here we go. Hour two of today's show on this Tuesday in the Farm Bureau studio has begun. We are off and running. Thanks for tuning in wherever you're listening, however you're listening. I appreciate you tuning into the show. Lots of ways for you to be a part of it on this Tuesday. Earlier we called it Trash Talk Tuesday. We sure did. Because somebody threw out the term for tonight's game. Tonight, you got State at Ole Miss men's basketball. Six o'clock tip-off on ESPNU in the pavilion. And uh, somebody threw out the term puppies. Not the Bulldogs, not State. But our arch rivalries, the puppies, are coming to town. Club Red, we need you versus the arch rivalries. The puppies are coming in 6 o'clock Tuesday night versus Auburn. You set the all-time record. Over 2,000 students came to a game. Remember Tuesday, the first 1,300 are guaranteed a spot. The rest on limited access, if there's seats available, get a chance to get in too. Get there early. The doors open at 4.30. We'll see you Tuesday night. Hotty toddy. That is Kermit Davis. Let me pour the last uh, bit of my coffee from this morning from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Highpointroasters.com. Get yours there if you haven't already. You might even order a mug like this one I've got from them. High Point Roasters in New Albany. Good coffee from Dan the Coffee Man. That's uh, Kermit Davis, head coach, Ole Miss. You know, Education in young people. (laughs) Thanks, Jake. I think State's a narrow favorite, like really, really teeny tiny favorite on the road. I, this this is kind of has the look of a toss-up deal, but it, the puppies. And then Brian Tyree, Ole Miss's best player, their scorer, their point guard, got out on the action as well. A little practice video. He called them the puppies too. Nation, we need y'all tomorrow, man. Six o'clock, Mississippi State, playing them puppies. Come on, we need this dub, man. It's my last time playing Mississippi State at home. We need six men to come out and show out. Rebel Nation, howdy target. How about that? Need y'all to come out, show out, buy the tickets, need a full arena, need the atmosphere, playing the puppies. So earlier, thanks to um, uh, Matt, Matt Daddy on the Country Pleasing text line, thanks to his suggestion, I am dubbing this game the puppies versus the guppies. He said, if State's the puppies, then Ole Miss, who they have a shark mascot, they should be the guppies. We can call it the puppies versus the guppies. And this 
is a Trash Talk Tuesday. Hour, hour number one got a little wild. It got just a little crazy today on the show, especially for this time of year. You kind of expect that, I don't know, in September, October, November. I didn't expect it in February, but here we are. So let's somebody, look, go ahead. Somebody needs to recruit that Cosmo the Cougar out at BYU. For what? Get him. I mean, I'm sure he's got his eligibility. Did you see that dunk? Oh, I did see that. That was an incredible video, and they slowed it down. They catapulted the BYU Cougar mascot from Poor the three-point line all the way to the goal where he dunked the basketball. It really was incredible. It was beautiful. Yeah, he, he's in a lot of – the BYU mascot's in a lot of viral videos. They do a pretty good job of that. Okay, I want to look uh, real quick here. We're going to compare Mississippi State and Ole Miss men. I just want to make a point of something. Before tonight's game, the puppies versus the guppies. And as we've already established in hour one, don't come at me with this nonsense of a little trash talk and amping it up is a bad thing. It's not. You know, as long as you don't cross certain lines and it doesn't come to blows, a little trash talk and amping it up and ramping it up, get a little heightened sense of what's going on, Inject some life into stuff is a good thing. We've also established, don't come at me with this idea that Dan Mullen, with his words, put this uh, stink on the rivalry. He didn't. What he did is he started winning some games and he got state respectable and it was not a one-sided rivalry. And all of a sudden, Ole Miss fans just lost their minds over it. Just went berserk. Wasn't what he said. It's what he did. What he said would have never mattered a lick had he not ever won a ball game. Promise you that. Okay. So, puppies versus guppies, round one. State is sitting here at six and four in the SEC. That's like a tie for second place, but you have to look at it this way there are three teams at the top of the SEC right now at eight and two. Tied for the lead. Three teams tied for the lead. Auburn, Kentucky, LSU, all ranked. Then there are three teams tied for that next spot, all two games back of those leaders. State, Florida, and South Carolina. And you have three teams, another game back at 5-5, five and five, Tennessee, A&M, and Bama. Arkansas at four and six. And then the last four teams in the league in terms of league record, Ole Miss, Missouri, Georgia, and Vandy. Ole Miss and Missouri three and seven each, and Georgia, Vandy two and eight, one and nine, respectively. Okay. So here's the thing, though. State has um, played really good basketball at times, and they were pushed around and shoved around and had two players get fouled out in a road game at Kentucky, and that's their only recent loss. State's been really good at home, but they have not been a great road team. State is only 2-4 and four on the road. Ole Miss, on the other hand, even though they don't have a great record right now, they're only one game above 500 at 12-11, and 3-7, and seven, I told you, in the bottom four of the SEC, but they have played better basketball lately. They've won a couple of games here recently. They just looked like a different team really over the last week than they did prior to that, and they're on a two-game win streak coming in. And Ole Miss's big problem, they're even worse on the road than State is this year. They're 1-6, but at home, not bad. They're 9-4 this year inside 
the pavilion. This is a much more even matchup in Oxford than it would be anywhere else. And the thing is, State is the better team. But in a lot of these matchups, especially when State has had to go to Oxford, especially when, look, this is a big deal to Kermit Davis. It's a really big deal to Brian Tyree and to a big portion of the Ole Miss fans. It's a big deal to the Ole Miss fan base. They're going to play their guts out. And if you want to use some examples, when Ole Miss and this team have really, really gotten up, I'm not trying to build them into something they're not, but when they've really gotten up for a game or two, think about it, Auburn. They didn't win that Auburn game, did they? Against a really good Auburn team. Tied for the league lead. They were you know, deep in the NCAA last year. You know, Good team. Top 15 Auburn. And Ole Miss blew the doors off that game in the first half. Auburn could not score. And what? Did Auburn get it in the over? Was it an overtime game? I think it was that they eventually came back and won. But it was one of these that it appeared Ole Miss really playing over their head. They gave Auburn everything they could handle. They were super into that game. It's an example. At home, I think they're a little better. Now, they've won two in a row. Well, they were both at home. They beat South Carolina, a a good South Carolina team that, by the way, is tied with Mississippi State in the standings right now. A good, tough, competitive South Carolina team. Ole Miss beat them by 14 points. And then they're coming off a 17-point win at home over Florida. So, can State go in there and win? Yeah, they can. Probably should. But at home, when their crowd is there and really into it, the Ole Miss team has been a little bit of a different team, and they're confident right now with two wins under their belt coming into it. So there you go. I mean, that's kind of where it stands going into that ballgame tonight. Not predicting necessarily win or lose, because I think, you know, this is one where I think it goes either way, really. It really could, and they're more confident now. If you had if you had put this on the schedule a week ago, 10 days ago, at that time, you'd look at it and go, man, there's no way that Ole Miss team can beat State. But the way they've played in the last two, double-digit wins back-to-back at home over South Carolina and Florida, I mean, effectively blowouts, certainly the Florida game was. And you say, well, I mean, this is not a given one at all. State's going to need a really just an excellent defensive effort out on the perimeter, obviously, because of Bree and Tyree. But he can drive. He can play around the rim, too. Here's the other thing about this. State has, you know, they've won some of these games here recently. You look at the, say, the Tennessee game that they won there at Humphrey Coliseum um, a couple weeks ago. You know, you look at that Vanderbilt win. Uh, Even the the eight-point loss at Kentucky. You can look at some other wins where they have not been a team that has gotten off to good starts. Many of these wins for State, they've gone to the locker room, turned the key, and come out in the second half of these games and play like they're capable of, and that's what's gotten them the win. You know, this tonight does not feel like a deal where if State wants to win, they can afford a slow start. I think at Ole Miss's place, their crowd's going to be really into it. Players, coaches, really into it. Just a little heightened deal because of the rivalry. State, if they want to win, cannot afford a slow start. 
Let's watch and see what happens. Now, I will say, I don't know that I'll be watching it at the same time as everyone else because tonight is the daddy-daughter date night at our church. And myself and little one, we're going to have us a good time, eat some good food, have a Valentine's date at church, hear a message, get the... Last year, um, they played music and we danced. Yeah. So that's what I got going on. We're going to get all dressed up. At a Baptist church? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really gotten liberal over there. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And uh, so we're going to get all dressed up and do that. Only thing is, I, I did something earlier today to my back. I have us, you know, constant back trouble. I've been having good days, good weeks of back stuff. And just, I don't know if it stood up wrong or bent over wrong or got out of the chair awkwardly, but now I'm. Oh, hurting and stove up, so I'm going to have to grit my teeth and <clears throat> get through it. Because inevitably, I will be called on to hit the dance floor tonight at some point. I used to think all that was just people just, you know, trying to be lazy until it happened to me. <laughs> I, I was converted like uh, yeah. a Saul on the road to Damascus. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> all right, let's go over here. Y'all can be a part of the show. You know what to do. Give me a shout. Call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line. It's 995-1059. Text me on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN-COUNTRY-PLEASING-SAUSAGE. And grocery stores throughout the Southeast are great Mississippi company, and trust me on this, it's the best sausage you will ever put on your plate. Once you get into it, you will not regret it. Uh, there's a lot of different kinds of Country Pleasing I haven't tried yet. I'm about to open up a package of the Andouille and try that, but I haven't yet. But I have been, I've had the, the regular green onion, sausage and then the pepper jack and green onion and i highly recommend it very very much so let's see here jonathan on the country please and text says i'm a mississippi state fan but what the heck is chicken hawk talking about <laughs> hey you're right reed says um i just say by that rationale you are not a citizen because you didn't serve and i mean for a guy who's in the military uh, if you're just joining reed earlier was saying that you know some people have said he shouldn't be a fan of a certain school because he didn't go to school there he's a military guy and he goes well you shouldn't be a citizen because you didn't serve in the military and that's it i mean the the whole oh yeah they don't they their fans didn't even go to school there so what that's not what a fan is it's, it's neither here nor there, whether they went to school there. They're a fan. We're not having a discussion on whether or not they're a graduate. That's easy. Did they go to school, graduate? Okay. Fans, under no circumstance, shape, form, fashion, are required to have gone to school at a place in order to be a fan of it. And whoever came up with that notion has uh, a little little man syndrome in their heart of hearts to begin with. You know, Brooks went to Mississippi College where I went to school. Yeah. But he's but he's an old Miss fan. Uh-huh. And a yeah. know, pretty legit one. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt about it. Uh let's see here. Jay in Baltimore on the country pleasing text says Any thoughts on Clinton Arrow legend Cam Akers and his NFL projection? We'll see with the combine. I think he's going to combine really well. But running back's a weird position. He'll make it. He's going to get a shot. He'll make a team. You know, is he going to be a first rounder? No. Jay says, do you see a real benefit to kids staying in-state for their athletic career in order to benefit from connections and alumni once they are done? These kids that play for State and Ole Miss are beloved in Mississippi, and there are certainly folks uh, looking to help out with job opportunities. Well, that's true, Jay. 
Yes, it is true. And, you know, for the benefit, if if I'm a Mississippi State guy, for the benefit of Mississippi State, selfishly, I'd love it if all the best players stayed in state and went to state. Ole Miss person would love it if all the best players stayed in state, state pride, and went to Ole Miss. Problem is, it hasn't ever happened, and it won't ever happen that they exclusively do that. And to your point, what you're saying, Jay, is that I I want to use me as an example. I'm born and raised in Alabama, and this may be blasphemy for someone who lives has lived in Mississippi as long as I have. But in so many ways, parts of Alabama and places in Alabama still feel like home to me. Like if I were to say I'm going to go home, (laughs) it's like going back where I grew up. But I've lived in Mississippi a lot longer than I lived in Alabama. Okay, and so I went out of state, you know, from Alabama to Mississippi to go to school and play ball over here. And what I've experienced is that the people in this state have embraced me, like that any, you know, job opportunities and and connections with alumni and all those things. The idea that I'm from the state of Alabama versus from the state of Mississippi has never even come up. It's just not a thought. So the point that I'm making is in reality, as much as we would love for everyone to stay in state in reality, a kid from Mississippi can go to school out of state. He can go to Alabama. He can go to Florida state. And if he wants to, he can make that home. He'll have alumni connections with those people and with those folks in that area. It's just totally up to the kid and what they do. So, that's why I don't necessarily kind of get too hung up on it. Not like I used to. I know it used to be a real sore spot about players in this state leaving and going elsewhere. There's just two things about it, Jay, that I look at. One, in the SEC now, with as much exposure as State and Ole Miss and everybody get and are getting, you are one of 14 schools playing in the best most well-known college football league in America. There's just no shortage of good SEC-level players that want to come play for you. There's just no shortage. It, you know, if you lose a, a four-star player to an out-of-state school, to Texas A&M or somebody, it's just as likely that State and Ole Miss are going to Texas and getting a four-star player. There's just no more excuses built in. The conference is overexposed. There are people wanting in, <laughs> and the scholarship spots have run out. You know, so if you're doing your job, whether 75% of your class is from Mississippi or whether 25, if you're doing your job in the SEC, you're signing 25 SEC caliber players. Now, do I agree with you that? In the long, like for the school, it's best to have a roster made up of in state players if you can have that. Yeah, no question. That pays dividends down the road. But from the perspective of the player, I can't say that, you know, there's more (laughs) or better opportunity in state than there is out of state. For each individual, it can be different. And I understand um, the idea. I mean, you know, people talked about, and they made such a big deal 
about uh, you use AJ Brown for example uh, went to Starkville High School and and then went to Ole Miss as opposed to going to college in his hometown where he'd gone to high school and grown up and that may be great for some people and some people may want that it may be attractive to them that man I can actually go to college in the same town I grew up in but I also can see a lot of people having that that goal or that wish to man experience something different to get out of town. I'm tired of this place. <laughs> I've seen it in my whole life. I want some new scenery. I want to try something different. I can understand that totally. So, you know, it's best for the schools if you can get them to come there. Yeah, get them. But it, it, I'm not, I'm not hung up on it really one way or the other. Country pleasing texts. Eric says, Bree and Tyree sounds like the, Major key alert guy on those awful PSAs that play over and over. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is. A major key alert. This says, why isn't there an actual name for the basketball game? Like the Egg Bowl and the Governor's Cup. Hey, speaking of the Governor's Cup. This year, one of the major sponsors of the Governor's Cup series of games in the college rivalry series of games at Trustmark Park in Pearl. Country pleasing. Sausage. Hey, and oh, by the way, if you go to the Dixie National Rodeo right now, you know what, you know, the big rodeo is going on. You go right now and you get yourself a sausage dog. It's country pleasing sausage. Try it out when you go. Hour two rolling along. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Check out the C Spire Health app if you haven't already. Get it on your phone, C Spire Health app, and go to cspirehealth.com. You can learn more, sign up. It's a great way to get medical advice for minor ailments as opposed to, you know, hopping in a car and driving miles to a doctor's office when you don't really need to maybe or you don't feel like you need to or certainly there are a lot of unwarranted emergency room visits that go on well this can maybe help curb that for you so check it out cspirehealth.com love to hear from you on the uh country pleasing text line 885 espn 885 espn fluffy says, uh, what do you say? I didn't serve because everybody should. I served because somebody should. Fluffy, I didn't know you were in the military. Well, I mean, how would I know? But it's good to know. Pat says, I went to Mississippi Valley State, but I've been a state fan my whole life. Baseball just took me to MVSU for a couple of years. Jason says on the country-pleasing text, in regard to non-affiliated fans, I was always leaning state. Before I joined the Army, I was just trying to go to state. On a tour once, we bumped into Coach Cheryl. Against the guide's request, I asked, 
Can I walk on, coach? He looked at my 5'11", 165-pound self and said, what can you do? <laughs> he said, I wasn't prepared for him to answer at all, so I, I sat there dumbfounded. He said after a second, when you figure it out, come on out. Jason says, I've been a rabid state fan since, despite not being able to afford state. I had to join the Army so I could afford to piece together a, an education from whatever school I had a co-op campus or extension close to whatever base I was on. I dare someone to say that I can't be a fan to my face. That's the way I feel about it, Jason. I mean, this idea that somehow you are less of a fan because you didn't go to school at that particular school. It's just, I don't know. It's this line. It's this logic trying to use some logic that in it's like opposite poles of a magnet. They won't touch. You can't make them stick fan and graduate, two totally different things. <laughs> Some graduates are fans because they choose to be. Some graduates are not. There are people who graduated from state, but they're Ole Miss fans. There are people who graduated from Ole Miss, but they're state fans. So being a fan is all about choice. Graduate, it's strictly a title that comes along with something you did. And this idea that, you know, sidewalk fans, it's just stupid. You know, from what I hear on Feinbaum from the Auburn and Alabama fans, I'd venture to say a good number of them probably didn't go to college. Mm. Just based on their... Uh, and that's okay, too. You know, language choices. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. All right, let's go uh, to Georgia on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Mike in Madison, Georgia. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt, I listen to you on Al Gore's World Wide Web on a regular basis. All right. I just wanted to <laughs> throw in a couple of, uh, well, just a comment concerning the uh, question that came up about kids going out of state. Yeah. And what you said is exactly right. I think, you know, where do you go to school if you go out of state? Then you're going to have connections there. But most of us, wind up coming back to the state or the town or somewhere around that we grew up in yeah. at some point or another. And I think the kids that stay in state have a leg up as far as uh, the contacts and things like that around this area. Yeah. And I think that's probably the same no matter where you are. I, I live, you know, Madison is about 20 miles from Athens. Okay. So everything I see is red and black. But, uh, you know, all of those those kids there grow up uh, thinking that Georgia is, as my preacher says on a regular basis, the holy land. And uh, uh, they get a leg up when they go there, just like the ones of us who grew up here and went to, I went to state and yeah. grew up here and uh, went to school here in state. I feel like that helped me. The hope from the time that I graduated until today. Yeah. So, I yeah, think there is a positive I, point of staying in state for most of these kids. And and Mike, are we talking about like just students as a whole, or particularly are we talking about student athletes? I'm talking about both of them actually. Student okay. athletes, uh, without a doubt, uh, have you know an advantage around the area that they went to no doubt about it that's Simply it. because their name their name is out there you know everybody knows the ones that play yeah whether it's football baseball basketball everything 
I won't say everybody does, but there's a lot of folks in business that keep up with their their particular university, right? And the kids that play for them, right? And Mike, that it's gives no question, them an advantage without a doubt. Yeah, and and I experienced it myself, and that's kind of the point. I was, I, I didn't make it very well, probably in answer to Jason uh, to Jay's question, but again, you know. All my roots, all my family, everything I grew up with, around people I knew, was all in Alabama, right? And then I came to school in Mississippi. I played at Mississippi State. I was there for five years and have been in Mississippi ever since. And right out of college, there's no question, my first job, I, I was gone for one year to Germany, but then came back, and my first job, there's no question, they watched me right on in there for an interview, sat down and talked to me and ultimately hired me and shuffled me to the front of the line because they recognized me as a football player. There's just no question. That's that's what happened. Heck, the first 25 minutes of my first job interview when I moved back, we talked football. <laughs> it was all football questions. Yeah. You know, it had nothing to do with the job. Uh-huh. And so I know they recognized me. They hired me because of that and and sort of this reputation that I had uh that which preceded me with those people at that job. Because I had played football. And so then that leads to another thing. And there's till this day, I mean, you know, I look at my life right now, Mike. I'm sitting here. You said you're watching me um, do a radio show in my content from two states over. You're in Georgia. You're watching it online or, or listening online. Well, the, you know, the reason is, right, because there's some familiarity with me. Because I went to school and played ball and I broadcast games at state. Well, I broadcast games You're, at state because I went there, you know? And you, you are exactly right. Right. And so all those things. And I think my point to, to Jay was <clears throat> from a fan perspective and from a guy who I want to see what's best for Mississippi State. You know, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you're the same way with Ole Miss. Yeah, you want the kids to stay in state and go to your school. But the point I was making is I can't sit here and honestly say that there's more opportunity for those kids in state than there is out of state. Because I went out of state and found a lot of opportunity. And it's kind of, you know, those individuals have to figure it out. But to your point, if you are in and around Athens, you're a town 20 minutes from Athens, and a kid walks in to interview with you, and he's gotten his degree from Georgia. Does that help him? No question it does. It's just kind of like a fact of life, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, That's it. And, you know, take you, for example. If you had gone back to Alabama, chances are you would not have gotten quite the reception that you did in Mississippi. There's no doubt. I. You know, if I'd gone back to Alabama, I'm probably not doing sports radio in Alabama, right? That's and and that basically is what I'm saying. If if they were if they leave the state and then plan on coming back, yeah, it, right, it would be not as I, for lack of a better way to say it, they wouldn't have quite the same opportunity. It wouldn't be as greased an entry. <laughs> there you go. Mike, I appreciate the uh, phone call, man, and thanks for listening. All right, thank you. Thank you. Mike listening Matt. in Madison, Georgia. What's up, Roger? Well, you know, Elijah Moore, I was thinking, he's a guy from out of state, Florida, but he actually got a leg up here. <laughs> boom, boom. I'm here all week. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
Back on the show, a little ways to go. Feel free to text me on the country, please, and text line. Bulldog Blitz liked Roger's leg up reference. <clears throat> we started today's show previewing tonight's basketball game between Ole Miss and Mississippi State in the pavilion. Ole Miss is putting it all online and on YouTube saying the puppies are coming to town. Club Red, we need you versus the arch rivalries. The puppies are coming in 6 o'clock Tuesday night. The trash talk. So we we dubbed this game the puppies versus the guppies. <laughs> Why not? And so we're going to see what happens. 6 o'clock tip tonight in Oxford. Rambo on the country pleasing text says, State better show up in the first half or they will go home with their puppy tail between their legs. And it's true, um, they have had a bunch of games where they've been a different team in the second half versus the first half. They haven't been a very good first-half team very much. And, you know, Auburn was good enough to go to the Pavilion a couple of weeks ago and couldn't throw it in the ocean and were down big at half and then eventually fought their way back and won. State is not as good as Auburn. And so they're going to have to have a better effort for the full you know, two halves of basketball. You can't be down 15, 16 at halftime and expect to, you know, overcome that in the second half. State's good. State's a better team overall. But Ole Miss is really going to be up for this. They're going to have a good crowd. It'll be loud. You know, their coach really wants to win it. The players really want to win it, as you do any game. But there is something a little extra in this one. And Ole Miss getting a shot at State, I think, is and I think they're going to treat it like a big deal. So State better be ready. And you're right. I agree with you, Rambo. Lackadaisical first half for State will most likely spell a loss. So we'll get into it and see. I want to text me. Do so. 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number. Call me on the Davini phone. It's open to you. 995-1059. I've got an update on a story that popped up last week when we had National Signing Day. A week ago tomorrow. Excuse me. So we know that last Wednesday, this kid down in Louisiana, DeTravion Brown, a wide receiver from Shreveport, Louisiana, pulled an Ole Miss hat out of a bag under the table during a ceremony at Northwood High School. He announced he was going to Ole Miss to play college football. He told the Shreveport Times, they're an SEC school, they're a big-time athletic program. I wanted to compete with the best, so that's why I'm taking my talents there. But Ole Miss never announced his signing. It wasn't clear what Brown had actually signed for the cameras. Ole Miss officials told ESPN that the kid did not receive a formal scholarship offer, nor was he actually sent scholarship papers. We know the whole story. And like we talked about last week, it appeared to be one of these things where the kid might have made it up out of thin air. There wasn't a lot of comments about it afterwards, and then there was you know, a couple of days passed. Well, here's the update. That player, Dontravian Brown, has signed an athletic scholarship with the University of North Texas, a Conference USA school. They're playing Southern Miss and those guys every year. North Texas. By the way, North Texas has a NFL-type quarterback coming out of there, Mason Fine. This kid that this happened to, he signed with North Texas. 
It turns out the reporting is that he had taken an official visit to Ole Miss, but was confused as to whether or not he actually had a scholarship offer, at least between he and the school. He put out a statement, said until, you know, uh, I guess signing day, he said, I was pretty sure that I was on my way to Ole Miss. This assumption was based on a verbal offer from the school and reassurance, even in the final hours, that I would receive my national letter of intent today. As you know, this is not the case. He went on and talked about there was a lot of stress involved, and he put that that stuff out there. He's 5'11", 178 pounds. He's a three-star recruit, 900 yards, and caught 20 touchdowns this past year. Anyway, it is official. North Texas announced the signing. The coach congratulated him. The kid that this happened to sounds like it was a honest mistake on his part. That's exactly right. An honest mistake on his part. Makes you wonder, you know, about how they talk to recruits. You know, mm-hmm. did they kind of say enough to lead them on intentionally? Or, yeah. Well, and you know. also, there are, it, it is a, it is a wake-up call for, I think, the coaches at that particular high school, Roger, because, or the parents, either parents or coaches or both, you're the guardians of a 17-, 18-year-old kid. Yeah, they can make decisions for themselves, but you're still kind of the guardians, and somebody, whether it is a parent or a coach, needs to be involved enough to be able to go, wait, wait, hold on now, and then look at the 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 recruiting staff at an Ole Miss or anywhere and go, listen, are you sending him scholarship papers to sign? We want to know how solid this offer is. If it's totally left up to the kid, if he doesn't have anybody stepping in to look out for him or help him, any 18-year-old kid can be confused by some of this stuff that these coaching staffs are telling you. So, and he did go on an official visit. So, I mean, it's not like – that case out in California right. where the guy never had any contact with Nothing anybody. like that at all. Because yeah. he I'm went. glad that this story that you updated this because, you know, it sounds kind of, you know, sad. Yeah. But now it sounds like he's got a happy ending. He's going to a school that throws a football and he's a wide receiver. He's going to be fine. And full scholarship. Get that school paid for too, man. Full scholarship. All right. Divinity Equipment phone, Chris in Atlanta. Hey, Chris. How you doing, Matt? Just right, man. What's up? Hey, um, I was wondering, I haven't got to listen to today's show, but I was wondering, have you heard anything on the New Orleans Saints deal that was going on? Uh, with the um, the Catholic, what do they call it, the Catholic yeah, Diocese one, and one. all that? No, I have not heard Arch an update. Archbishop down there? Yeah, I hadn't heard an update. Have you? Yeah. No, I haven't. I was wondering, I just, like, this is, like, going to be one other um Sports story in Louisiana that's just going to just swept up under the rug. Sounds like. Well, I don't know that it'll do that though, Chris. I mean, don't maybe we're just in a holding pattern right now until they investigate it further and figure it all out. You think? Well, I mean, you look at the Lady of the Lake thing. That all got just swept up under the rug and yeah. just got taken away. I mean, I just was wondering because I didn't know if we had heard any kind of. I, you know, you know, in in terms of in terms of who I follow on Twitter and clicking on ESPN and all that kind of stuff over the last few days, I haven't heard anything about it. I will say, Chris, you know, seems like during football season, I was much more glued in to some of the some of the other talk shows 
in other markets and paying attention to Cowherd and every now and then an ESPN show just to make sure I knew what these guys were talking about. And it's like since football ended, I've just you know taken a little you know time away from all that. So it is possible it could have slipped uh, by without me noticing. But I have not heard anything. Yeah. I, I don't think we have an update yet. Well, maybe you can maybe if you can scratch around and find something. I'd appreciate that because yeah, I man. just was thinking, you know, that that's just ridiculous. But hey, um, let's go Friday! Come on, Friday! It can't get here fast enough. I know I'm it. So ready for baseball? It ain't even funny. I know it. Everybody else is too. And you know, we got. I know in North Mississippi, we've got rain all this week. We're gonna have a bunch more rain tonight, maybe a little tomorrow. But I think Thursday, Friday. It's going to be cold, but I think we're going to, at least for now anyway, we're supposed to avoid a ton of rain on those two days, which means maybe Friday, even though we'll be chilly at the ballpark, Chris, we can at least get the games in, you know? So I'm hopeful the weather will cooperate. Yeah, Brian, Brian Haydad had a thing on his – he actually asked somebody, and that field – or was that you that asked about the field? Well, he may have – I, like I had um, – this is what I had – uh, so this was at the end of yesterday's show. Jay from Baltimore texted and wanted to know. I sent a text to Brandon Harden, who is the um, yeah. groundskeeper, <laughs> so to speak. Um, this is what he sent me about Duty Noble Field, Chris. It says, the sand under Duty Noble has a permeability rate of 27 inches per hour. And he said once we put sod on top of it, it slowed down to around 22 to 24 inches per hour the the 15 foot centered drain lines move that water away very quickly so to answer your question a bunch duty noble can handle a bunch so if they keep the infield covered during all this as much as they can then in those outfield areas and then the baselines are 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 artificial turf over into the dugouts you know and basically he's saying underneath all that it can handle up to 27 inches of water per hour which means you know the dirt's going to get wet you'd have to have a flood you'd have to have some <laughs> kind of or or something would have to get you know clogged for your yeah you know you you're in other words you're going to have at times it's going to rain hard enough where water's going to be standing around it's just not going to be there very long so hopefully yeah. they're good to go chris appreciate all you do and y'all have a great day all right see you see you thank you chris appreciate the call That'll wrap it up for today, this Tuesday, in the Farm Bureau studio. Say it with me, Farm Bureau. Go! Go! <laughs> and a boy, Roger. With the home team. <clears throat> for Roger, I'm Matt. We're going to see all of y'all tomorrow. Another load of smart pills has been distributed, and I'm slap worn out. So I'll just say, so long, neighbors. Get me out of here, Percy. See ya! been listening to the Matt Wyatt Show.